You're about to watch a great interview on TYT interviews. If you wanna watch them live, members are the only ones who get to do that. TYTnetwork.com slash join, become a member, enjoy the interviews as they happen. All right, we got a great interview for you guys today. Uh, Jonathan Greenberg and Johanna Watts joins uh, join us today. They've got a new book out, America 2034. How's it gonna turn out? Utopia rising, really? Well, hold, there's also a dystopia. We'll talk all about that. Uh, Jonathan, Johanna, thank you for joining us, appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jay. Okay, so now, before we get to the book, uh, Jonathan, you've worked at approximately everywhere. Um, so you're a, a financial and political journalist for that you have been for Washington Post, New York Times, New York Magazine, Mother Jones, Forbes, Money, GQ. Uh, I think people get it, but this, the list keeps going. Uh, and, uh, and you set up a bunch of organizations, uh, progressive source communications, uh, just communications, that list keeps going too. Informing to empower, tell us about that just a little bit before we get to the book. You know, if you if we look at like what's what we need to transform this insanity that we have right here, it's this sense of an empowered electorate. So I see the role of media in 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 the in this transformative time, or the need for informing one another um, through our social networks of real news of of impactful information that makes a difference in our lives to cut through that and if we don't pay to if we don't if we don't inform one another um, of information like like your show or Bernie Sanders messages then we're going to leave it to the corporations which own the politicians by buying the TV ads through which they run for office and misinformed our fellow Americans so it's really informing to empower is what we need to do collectively if we're going to change the dynamic of you know like like the train that's headed off the cliff right now. Yes, uh, and look, n no one believes in that more than we do at TYT. So yeah, power literally to the people. Like you guys got to get involved. We try to show you how Jonathan's organization tries to show you how so that you can get in the fight. So because if you don't, this book might happen. Okay, so now you guys wrote a book called America 2034, Utopia Rising. Now it's got two parts to it, right? There's Utopia and then there's Trump's America. So, um, and we are gonna get to the flag, don't worry. <laughs> okay, so um, now Johanna, you voiced Utopia, so I wanna get to that in a second. But first, Jonathan, set up the premise of the book if you can. Okay, yeah, and I'm the writer of the book. Johanna is the voice of Utopia in our audiobook. We also, by the way, have somebody who's reading a male voice who's reading Dystopia and reading Donald Trump's voice, who's the best Trump impersonator you've ever heard. It's like his voice from the future. It's 2034, and Donald Trump rules without any, with a new constitution. He's in his fifth term as president for life. Two thirds of the country are in debtor labor camps. Uh, which are slave labor camps, and 400 oligarchs run the country. All the corporations have been consolidated uh, for Donald Trump and kicked back 50% of the profits of their companies. And he is the world's first trillionaire, the richest person who's ever lived. And he's staying alive and putting money into life extension technologies. He's suckling at the breast of young milkmaids. Uh, in order to stay young, similar to John D. Rockefeller uh, was rumored to have done, and he's uh, getting his blood completely transformed every, uh, tra you know, um, blood transfusions every week from blood-bought slaves. So it's the darkest sense of a Putin-style kleptocracy, but with unbridled power and and the, the the full weight of the United States behind him. 
So that's the dark dystopia. He's rewritten the Constitution. In 2020, he, he got reelected despite um, you know, the fact that he was supposed to lose in the polls by arresting 15 million people, having the National Guard called out supposedly for voter ID laws, but testing hair follicles for marijuana. And then finding if you've for three months used marijuana, that you uh, immediate felony disenfranchisement and taking you off to jail and stopping you from voting. And, um, and then that's how they basically, he, he got a majority and the Republicans got an overwhelming majority and then rewrote the constitution in 2024 to allow him to be president for life and, uh, and remove the first amendment and uh, you know, basically allow a complete dictatorship. Okay, sounds fun. Don't worry, we are gonna get to utopia, okay? <laughs> 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 and and that, that involves uh, here uh, in California. Uh, but uh, people are saying it's, it's kind of a, you know, not a sequel to 1984, obviously, but, but uh, an, almost an homage to 1984 in a sense. But it, at least it has the upside. So, Johanna, that brings us to you. So, first of all, you're an actress that's been in almost as many things as Jonathan has written for, right? Whether <laughs> TV, movies, etc. So, number one, how'd you get, before we go back into the book and, mm -hmm. and, and what you voiced, how'd you get involved in the project? Well, um, I grew up in communal settings, and um, I met Jonathan Greenberg at uh, something called the Rainbow Gathering. Every year on the 4th of July, five to 25,000 people meet somewhere in the United States and pray for peace. Um, so I've been doing that since I was a child and I met Jonathan there. And so we've been camping together for um, many years. And when Jonathan wrote the book, he called me to ask if I would submit some audio. So I submitted some audio because I, I, I'm alarmed. I'm alarmed at where our country is going. And uh, there are ways in which I resonate with the utopian version. I'd like it to, you know, yeah, to some I, extent happen. There, everyone can read each other's minds in, in utopia. So that's the one way it goes a little extreme. You gotta volunteer, you gotta volunteer to be part of the hive mind. You could also check out of it when you don't want to, but when you wanna collaborate, uh, yeah, you could check it. No, no, I'm out. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, for that, I'm just reading his mind. I could see why he's out. Okay. Before we get to the book again, now you said something interesting. I got to follow up on. Okay. Okay. The prayer does that happen at the same place every year, or no. the, or different places? Uh, so the Rainbow Gathering is a, it's a festival of, it's anarchist. So no one organizes it. We've all people just huh. agree to meet somewhere. It changes every year. It's in a different national forest. Changes regions, and uh, it has to be unanimously agreed on uh, where Jeez people go. So, so you guys never meet. So it, you basically, <laughs> it takes a full year to decide where we're going next year, and until two or three weeks before, most people don't know where anyone's going. And mm -hmm. so it's it's amazing though because it actually does work. People do come together that is peacefully. Amazing. It is. It is amazing because everyone's invited, and there are there are people who don't necessarily agree with the things people are doing there. And mm -hmm. um, so, well, wait a minute. That sounds fun. Why? What's what? Are, what are they doing there? Well, I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're coming. People come together to pray for peace uh -huh. on the Fourth of July from sunrise to noon, and then it just erupts into this giant. That party, a, a beautiful celebration of life, and um, okay. Now I'm going to need a website. It's basically straight out of the '60s. The website is not very well developed. It's 
Of course, but you guys a, are anarchists. That's right. That's right. So yeah, you but everyone check, feeds yeah. everybody else, Jenk, and uh -huh. and shares, and it's it's like 150 different communal kitchens in the wilderness. A lot of music. It's a lot of fun. People have to hike in. There's no amplified music. There are no tickets. There's no price for anything. You bring. Well, how do you guys make a profit? It's always free. There is no profit. <laughs> right. That's the question everyone wants to know. How do you profit from this? Well, I don't uh, get there it. There is no profit. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Yeah. All right. So back to the book. Uh, so what? So now. You've got dystopia that Trump is leading president for life, etc. What's utopia in All the right. book? So utopia in 2028, correct me if I'm wrong, 2028, uh, the three states of Oregon, Washington, California secede from the nation. They've been working on this for a while. Can we speed that up? Can we do that a little I, bit earlier? I agree, let's do that, <laughs> I'm in. Um, in doing so, they immediately take away the tech and entertainment and aerospace uh, <laughs> industries? industries, gosh, yes, really? industries. Oh, okay, and wait, so, I'm back out. Okay. Uh, no, 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 they take it from the United States. So the United States immediately oh, I see. is plunged okay, I'm back into in. okay, gotcha. that. It's why dystopia has gotten so dystopian in some ways because they suddenly have to profit on the organs of other humans who can't afford their, to pay their debt. Um, so utopians have shielded themselves. Force field. Put up a force field because over these three states we because have we the can, technology. Because we can't. Oh, also because Trump starts lobbying the missiles right away. The you know the second they they try to break away, you know, is California, but yep. they're protected behind a force field. And so in this book, it is the uh, the utopian society coming to attempt to save the United States. So and you know, there. there's like. Uh, Reference to 1984, in a sense, I totally understand they get that. Also, it sounds a lot like Hunger Games, where there's the different districts. And so there's that, that, that's an interesting element too. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, and I like the, the things that it makes you think about, because West Coastistan would be incredibly powerful. <laughs> because we have Hollywood that is a giant machine for our economy and spreads culture throughout the world. I know some people don't like it. I think actually liberal Hollywood's awesome, mm -hmm. uh, it, such as it is. The people who make the movies are not liberals, but anyway, like the executives and the corporations. Uh, and and we have Silicon Valley uh, and, and we have Seattle. So Jesus, without the West Coast, the rest of America would be in a lot of trouble. So now, Jonathan, what does utopia look like? So dystopia, we got it's 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 yeah. bad. Uh, what what happens in utopia? What what happens is that the, the story takes this concept that human that that the, the human species is on the verge of extinction based upon climate catastrophe and the fact that Trump and Putin are in control and the oligarchs are basically you know it's this race to the bottom environmentally and and um, so there's this activation. Of what, an epigenetic activation of the oneness gene that lies dormant in all people from the beginning of time. And the oneness gene is something that connects us to each other, that allows us to be, to feel collaborative, to feel kindness, caring, love. The, the things that we, and compassion, the qualities we associate with matriarchal values. In the meantime, once we, once they connect, they're able to activate other people through this song and this vibrational frequency and this epigenetic awakening that happens when you open your arms and open your heart to the people near you. So they start with activations, these two women who are the protagonists of, you know, the leaders, the spiritual leaders, they start with two and go to 10 and they end up activating 100 million people. 
And that's all the, 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 and then they're there to transform Winston Smith, who like in 1984, works for, in this case, Patriot News, the only name in news because they've rolled up all the, in, in dystopia. So they're expanding to dystopia and the story takes place in seven days in which they're transforming the dystopia before Trump's missiles, which are beginning to pierce the force field, could destroy them. And, to, and, and the whole future of the, of the sort of soul of the country depends upon whether they're gonna be able to, to get into Patriot News and do a broadcast to all the people, the few citizen, the citizens left alive in uh, America 2034, in the dystopian nation. The dystopian nation has been renamed the United Enterprises of America, and the, the Weetopian or Utopian nation has been renamed the United Peoples of America, to sort of show where the values are and who's in control, which we might say about our country right now. Do you think uh, that uh, mainstream media underestimates the frustration the American people have with corporate power? Oh, ab absolutely. I mean, I, I think the, the, you know, the, behind the screen, it, it, I think when, when you peel back the policies, you know, for Medicare for all, the policies of decriminalization, legalization of marijuana, the policies of, you know, of getting money out of politics, they only exist to serve the corporations and it's only through a sleight of hand because policies are supported by a majority of people that are completely different than what, you know, what the Republicans vote on, what many of the Democrats vote on. So people don't have an idea, they, they believe these stories and the media, you know, basically it's an entertainment industry for their advertising, funded by their advertising, which is why commercial speech and the idea of buying political speech uh, is, 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 is the game that we're really looking, that's why we call the publishing house Informing to Empower that, that published this and other things related to that. Where if, if we don't, you know, if we don't inform one another, the people in our social networks, um, then we're really going to be lost to whatever the, the wealthiest corporations want us to think because they own the advertising, which is the means by which people are misinformed politically. The purpose of this book, the purpose of America 2034, is actually to activate people who are checked out of politics because they're so fed up. They have, you know, the people who didn't turn out in the last election for Trump, the people who we need to turn out in 2018 and again in 2020 especially, because this guy might win re-election the way things are going. And to, 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 to send people, okay, you're not listening to politics, you don't wanna hear us, but do you know somebody in your network who is, who's like interested in a really good suspenseful dystopian story about the future. And then it's, it's might not be about those, those people over there who are getting those children being taken and deported and put in cages and torn from their parents, you know, or these things you're reading about in the paper. How does this look for your country and your future? How would you like to be in a country that's like that? Cause this is where we're headed. And yeah. that's what's fascinating is that everything in this book is a trend line I mean, is there anything, Jank, that this Supreme Court or this Republican Congress congressional majority that's in this book or in this story that they would block Donald Trump from doing? Well, you know, it, you, everybody knows the story of the slowly uh, boiling frog. Uh, if Donald Trump said, let's start harvesting the organs of the poor right now, probably the Republicans would vote no, but if he said, um, hey, you know what, I'm going to disband an investigation of myself. I'm just gonna fire the prosecutors that are doing it. 
Will they object? As things stand, probably not. Then you've lost the rule of law. So then when you when he starts arresting people, he's not gonna arrest, like in the book, the 15 million people at once. But if he's been chanting lock her up for all this time, if he then says, well, I disbanded it because they were doing criminal activity and everybody said, the inspector general said Comey did things wrong at the Justice Department, I'm arresting Comey. And then next thing you know, I'm arresting Mueller. And and they wouldn't go to Mueller first, and then they would find a journalist that they didn't like and go, hey, Obama already said we could arrest journalists, which he did, right? And so it would slowly, all of a sudden, become normal to arrest people that didn't agree with Donald Trump. So by the time you got to 2034 and 15 million people arrested, or 2020 or 2024, it might not seem that abnormal because we keep getting used to things. I mean, we're talking off air before we got started. Donald Trump tweets insane things on a regular basis, like saying, I'm a very stable genius. Who <laughs> says that? Which lunatic says something like that? If you had, Johanna, if you had someone in your personal life that said that, if a guy walked up to you at a bar and said, and this is a literal tweet that Trump sent, the two great things about me throughout my life is that I am very mentally stable and I'm like a smart person. <laughs> what would you do? I would, I would run. I would run from that bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. And I, look, I love women. And I, when I was single, if a beautiful woman come up, came up to me and said that, I'd be like, no, I can't. I, this is like, this is the one thing I can't do because it is obvious that you're mentally disturbed, right? But we got used to it. We're in dystopia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Johanna. You know, you guys do the, the, I got fascinated by the prayer thing. I can't get over that. It's all right. You do it every year. Uh, but did you ever think we'd get to a situation like this where we've gotten used to a lunatic for president? No, this this never seemed possible. This is, this is a nightmare that we're living in right now. And we can't wake up from this until we vote this out of existence. And hopefully we have that option. You know, I mean, I think that's also part of the book is we start losing, we lose the right to vote. If we've had any experience with drugs, if we've dissented from the, the leader, the supreme leader's opinion. Yeah, and know. by the way, that is not far-fetched, guys, because drug marijuana is still illegal under federal law. Schedule one, the heaviest drug there is, the most severe penalties you can get. Insanity. Now, the country doesn't agree with that. Two thirds of the country says we should legalize. Who cares? What do you think? You live in a democracy? Are you a donor or are you not a donor? Because the donors rule us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, could they start locking people up for uh, marijuana? And if they did, could they arrest 1 million, 10 million? How many millions of people could they arrest for marijuana? I don't want to say almost all of us. But a lot of us. Well, those right? hair follicles stay in your blood for, for three, month, three months. So in, in the book, they, do the, the, they test the hair follicles, and they go into states like Colorado, which are like purple states. So you, know, you arrest a million people in a purple state or two million people, and it's just, it's just all over. The, but it's, it's, it's about disenfranchisement, and that we're seeing. But we don't have to go that far, Jenk. I mean, look at the voter ID laws. And look at the disenfranchisement and the gerrymandering. Look at the voting machines in Wayne County, Michigan, the last election. 200,000 votes didn't get counted. And then they tried to count them by hand. And they said, oh, no, we've got a special state law that our Republican legislature with Alex passed that said we can't do hand counting unless each one is, is exactly right, you know, the, the total number of votes. Oh, this is off by one. This is, they didn't recount the votes. 
And so in the, in the, in the poorer you know, African-American districts, you know, the, the, the voting machines were 10 times more likely to cancel your vote. That was well over the margin of error in Michigan. That's just one state, one part of it. The voter, I, I mean, the disenfranchisement is the strategy that they have to cheating and, and stealing elections. If Trump stays in office uh, and, uh, until 2020 and then wins re-election, Katie bar the door. I mean, we, we, are, we are in massive, massive trouble. I'm not kidding and it's not hyperbole. Uh, so luckily, I think he's too stupid and we'll get him soon. Okay, but we'll see, we'll see, I could be wrong. All right, before we run out of time, tell us about the flag. So, you know, this is the faded, the faded glory of a flag for, for what our country once represented. And Johanna and I are not at the Rainbow Gathering this year, holding hands away for world peace. We're, we're here, um, you know, we're promoting this uh, book, America 2034. And, and this is for the ideals that this flag and country stood for. We, we wanna reclaim this flag for the values that brought you know, my, my, my uh, predecessors here, my great grandparents here, you know, for, the, for the freedom and the opportunity that this country offered. And, and it has really been, flat, been, been soiled, it's been tattered, it's been faded by this country, but it still has these values and principles. And we don't wanna let those values and principles go because you know, what are we as a nation? when we let them go. So we're wearing them here in a progressive environment, you know, with a sense that, yes, we all have dark nature to us. We all have a dystopian. We all are guided by fear and greed. We have those shadow sides of ourselves and competition and anger and violence. But we also have the side of utopia. We have the bright side that cares about each other. And that is what this country was built on, the concept that we have a place we can have a better future. Even yeah. though it's been tarnished in many ways, the fact is it's an aspiration and it's the dimension and direction we wanna go in. That's why oftentimes we'll have the tattered flag behind us on the Young Turks because that's not their flag, that's our flag. Mm -hmm. uh, America's idea and its core principles are actually wonderful. We don't always live up to them, but the struggle is to do so, is to live up to them. So uh, the book is America 2034, Utopia Rising. Jonathan Greenberg, Johanna Watts, thank you so much for joining us, really appreciate it. Thank you thank for having you. us Sanjay. If you liked this interview and you're at the end, so apparently you liked it a little bit, thank you for watching, we really appreciate it. You can watch them live as they happen if you're a member, only members get that. Go to tytnetwork.com slash join. And you get not only interviews live, you get the Young Turks live, you get Aggressive Progressive live, old school, and all the commercial free. Come join us right now, tytnetwork.com slash join.